Welcome back, episode 23 now of the Living Room Chat podcast. Welcome back. How are we doing, mate? Mate, I'm all good. I'm all good. Although it is half past nine and you've been up already for four hours. Why is that? So I've had the privilege of uh, covering for Ryan today at BNI, which is the British Networking Institute, is it? No. It's Business Networking International. Okay. But it's close. Yeah, more so or less. Similar. Mate, you heard, this, you heard the thing. It's like the largest organisation of its type. Oh, no. Just go, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? It's, 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 it reminded me today that you, you get out of something what you put into it, right? Yes. Yeah, if you go um, with a negative mindset, yeah, and like you're just going to get in and get out, yeah. like you did the first time, yeah, or today, and today, you you won't achieve anything. Yeah, I just think I don't even go there for the business anymore. Like this is what changes. I don't go there for the business. I go there to speak to other business owners. I've got friends there now. It's just I just enjoy it. Yeah, and and I can. What do you think of the bacon roll as well? The bacon rolls improved since massively last time. improved. Oh, the sausage one, but the bacon one does look good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it's uh, not like the kind of thing I naturally do. But yeah. then, like, I've never really spoken in front of a room of people like that. Before. And it's it can be quite intimidating. Yeah, like I I was born to do it, but for standing up in front of sixty people and talking, luckily you had a script. Ryan told me to say <laughs> yeah, this. I was like, I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. Ryan sent me. Did you like? Did you like the spiel? Spiel. Yeah. Do you like it? it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah it worked. But, but I can see like the people who are um, like really engaged with it are yeah. the people who obviously do the best. So Who was the best speaker? Um, the pest control guy is quite Tim. funny. Yeah. yeah, he's quite funny. Um, my, hi, my name's Tim. I'm, my company's Valley Pest Solutions, and I'm an ad catcher. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good fun. Um, yeah, so that's what, that was this morning. So thanks cool. for getting me up early. I mean... No um, problem. Yeah, just, but you do feel more in get because normally we start the podcast at half nine. I've been up since half five, halfway through my working day, and you're like, "Oh, mate, I haven't had a coffee yet, and that breakfast yet." But now you're like, alive. Yeah, ready to go. I so, still feel equally as engaged. Sorry, mate. Well, rambling. we've got a full day of it because I was standing for you this morning. Now we're here doing a pod, and then this evening we're going on to a to an event, which we'll discuss later. We certainly are. But to jump into agency chat, yes, um, let's talk about right move let's talk about right move let's talk about right move everyone knows the best website they've got a monopoly on the market haven't they they do they're like the google of search engines yeah who else is there any other ones yahoo bing but no one really cares because everyone goes everyone just googles it exactly same for a state agency there's zoopla there's on the market but no one cares. Rightmove has a massive market share and they are the ones to go to. People use Zoopla, don't they? I mean, Zoopla's a big business, but Rightmove especially has got that monopoly. Do you think that's a problem or do you think that's a good thing? I can see the arguments of both sides. I think it's a good thing that it's a one-stop shop. And to be fair, the interface and the customer experience on Rightmove is very, very straightforward. Yeah. Very easy to use. Mm-hmm. Zoopla, I, I don't get on with Zoopla myself. I can never work out when you put your po- when you put a postcode into search. It always just caught my radius automatically. So a minor right. thing, it fucks me off. Yeah, but it's those details, isn't it? And yeah. everyone's, everyone I meet, like a customer, has a they know how Rightmove works. Yeah. And when I'm in the living room with them, they're pulling it up. Yeah. Added every 24 hours, refresh. Yeah. And it's a system. And it's very simple. And, and the simplistic, the simplicity of it, I think 
is why it's so successful. Yeah, I agree. The negative side of things, there's, I don't agree that everything that people should have a monopoly on the market. People need choice. People need options. And whilst there are other options, the point that we're going to get into on Rightmove is maybe they're good for the public, which is a great thing, but for the industry as a whole, and especially being an estate agent, the cost of what they do, I think they're a bit um, dictatorship sort of thing. Yeah, I can see that. I would say that the public is the only thing that matters because that's the market, that's the consumer, that's who we're all ultimately trying to please. Like Google exists as the dominant thing because it doesn't really make sense to have multiple Googles Mm -hmm. because making one thing really good is better than having five things which are average. Yeah. Similar thing with Facebook. Facebook's gotten so big because there's been one Facebook rather than having 10 Facebooks. Yeah. But then there is a lot more different social... The thing is, I think with search engines, like with property portals, they all do the same thing. Mm. They're all Facebook. They're all just Windows. Whereas if you look at social media, like we weren't going to go on this tangent, but you've got Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. They all have a very different outlook on what they're trying to achieve. Twitter as well. Like they're very, very different um, kind of target market. Yeah, I agree. Whereas Rightmove, Zoopla on the market are all the same things. They're selling properties. You can't reinvent the wheel. You show the photo, show the price. That's what you need to do. Yeah. But what what sparked this conversation was I saw an uh, an article this week. Um, White Move charge a lot. In the, well, let's talk about that. Whether they charge a lot or not. So White Move just increased their monthly prices uh, for the basic basic package. Basically, just list your properties on Right Move. Uh, I think it's up to thirteen hundred and eighty five pounds per calendar month. Mm-hmm. Probably plus VAT, I imagine as well. So base, best part of 1,400 quid. One of the estate agents who was interviewed on this, this article is a one-man band, He, you know, four or five members of staff, one office in a small remote place. Let's call it Devon. I don't know if it was, but let's call it so it's in Devon. And his costs are jumping when his contract ends in July by 17%. Mm-hmm. When, and his argument was, the mar- we're not selling as many houses, the market's dropping, fees are dropping, and right move are putting their prices up. Mm-hmm. And I read it two ways. Firstly, well, you're, it seems like you're blaming everyone else just push to get higher fees, first of all, and compensate the difference. Um, but then on the flip side, I can understand with business rates going up, interest rates going up, cost of living going up, yeah, and all your business charges going up as well. I, I can understand why he'd be upset about that. So how many members of staff? Yeah. Four or five. Okay. Which is kind of on that brink of where you might not be joining a avocado or an EXP, no. but you're running your own thing. A 17% increase on right move costs seems very high. I can't imagine right move costs have gone up 17%. Well, yeah, so his has gone up from whatever it was, 1200 quid to 1385 or yeah. something like that. So it's a couple hundred quid a month, but it worked out 17% per month. On the flip side... And I, I've seen the Facebook groups of estate agents who are bashing Rightmove and boycott Rightmove and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's our job to market and sell properties. For £1,400 a month is about what you would pay a junior negotiator, maybe a basic salary. Probably, yeah. If you had them in six days a week making calls and knocking on doors and working solidly six days a week... 
I'm not sure they'd be able to do the same job that just putting six photos on Rightmove would do. I love that point. I it, do understand. Yeah, that's a really, really good good way of looking at it, to be fair. Is, you know, are they begrudging paying the extra costs because they're just struggling as a shit estate agent? Yeah. Like, not that I don't know if they're a shit estate Nor agent. Nor do I. But, no. you know, you've got four lots of salaries to pay and then you're probably on Zoopla as well and then Rightmove yeah. just messaging you in the middle of a cost of living crisis. You go, oh, by the way, yeah. prices are going up. Yeah. So. I, I don't understand what Rightmove... I mean, their justification, because they did... They did um, comment on the on the report and they said mm. our justification is we've added loads more new features um the best price guide you can now send to a mobile <laughs> wicked <laughs> nice. um they've added more features into it and mm. a more background so and they were constantly reinventing and spending money but actually i can't understand what the cost for right move would be the site's built Oh, their their pro- profit margins are huge that's why they're doing they do so well in the stock market it is a absolutely sound business model. Yeah, for sure. For like sure. it's all these big like Expedia or Airbnb, like these websites that charge commission for people advertising on it. Yeah. It's the way forward. We're just hosting a website. Yeah. It's like Auto Trader from the nineties. Yeah, yeah, well Auto Trader's a very similar business. Yeah. My brother draws that comparison because he works in car sales. Yeah. Auto Trader has a similar kind of monopoly on the big dealers. Yeah. They need to advertise on Auto Trader to sort of get national exposure. Yeah, yeah, similar thing. Um, so my question to you: Here we go. Let's pose this question for the reels. Estate agents would they be better without Rightmove? No. Cool. Next topic. <laughs> Why well, no? For the re- for the reason I just said, I think if you come off Rightmove, yeah, you wouldn't be able to spend that fourteen hundred quid more efficiently to reach the mass market, like, in my opinion. Fine. And we, I think agents who talk down on Rightmove forget how much they use Rightmove for comps, for data, for, like, the public data that Rightmove has available, which we all use to show our clients, look what this is yeah. sold for. Do you know what but I mean? What the point I make, okay, let's... If Rightmove disappeared tomorrow, if there's a massive crash, it was hacked and it just disappeared, would a state agency still survive? Yeah, of course. So if if people wanted to boycott right Rightmove and didn't use it, mm-hmm. and I don't, by the way, I don't agree with this argument. I'm just yeah, yeah. putting it for the side of the, the conversation. But if you got if you deleted your Rightmove account and just advertised on Zoopla and on the market and worked your locals better and worked your database better, would uh, would would that saving over time? increase profitability in the company because people they'd have to work harder they'd have better the staff would become better estate agents rather than just relying on right move leads that's true that is true but i i think you you'd be battling against the rest of the world because as a as a buyer and as a seller mm-hmm. they both the the buyers are all looking on right move and the sellers are looking on right move for the next house mm-hmm. so if you have an agent coming in saying we don't use Rightmove, but we work 24 hours a day calling people and doing this, that, and the other. Yeah. I still think as a seller, like, your reality is your world. Yeah. And that if you... And, that, and that's the point you make. Like, we talked about questions sellers ask. The key question they always ask is, what's your fee? And that's not because they generally... They do care, obviously, but they have... They're not educated enough to ask another intelligent question. Because yeah, that's... that's all they look at is fee. Yeah. So, are you on Rightmove? What's your fee? Yeah. 
all the stages are the same. And it's been boiled down the last few years with purple bricks and now with strike. If you just want to get onto right move, you can do that for free. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. The value in what we do, like I'm not saying is just putting it on right move because it isn't because anyone can do that for free. Yeah. It's all of the other bits which people don't know about because they only move home every seven or ten years. Mm, okay. So it's it's right move being, it's right move being a public company and pleasing their shareholders. Cool. Which so ultimately though, in the nutshell, right move is it, it needs to stay a state agent stock when you and just pay the prices because your business is better for it. That's what I think. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree. So <laughs> I looked up Rightmove on Hargreaves Lansdowne. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, stock price has kind of gone up and down over the last five years. But their revenue last year was £332 million. Revenue taken in. Yeah. Um, give or take, there's about a million transactions in the UK every yeah. year. Obviously, you probably imagine 900,000 of those would have been on right move. Yeah, obviously not everything that goes on right move completes, but say 332 million pounds in right move revenue, around a million transactions, it's about 300 pounds, 350 pounds a property on right move. Mm-hmm. Seems about right to me. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very good point, a very good way of putting it. So I think. Cool. That's just the right move chat is just another thing. Everything about estate agents just irritates me. But. What would be your dream sponsor for the podcast? <laughs> Imagine right That's move just email us say, "Oh, I've heard you and Matt chatting about uh, chatting about us, and you agree with everything we do. Like, we want to sponsor your podcast." I mean, I'd take a right move sponsor. Mate, I'd take Can a right you move. Imagine, sp- yeah, right move. Lost Mary. <laughs> <laughs> And something else. Anyway, there we go. Uh, or maybe a whiskey brand. I just seen over whiskey on a Friday morning. Yeah. Do you like your whiskeys? We could do it. If any, if anyone's watching who has like a, a brand they're trying to launch, like we've got some shelf space here. We could yeah. just play some drinks. I'll even get rid of this plant, which gets in the way of it. No, I like the plant. I think it adds yeah. to the um, to the vision, to the views. When Obviously, we... the listeners, they can't see it, but the plant's good. Anyway, uh, yeah, right. Anyway, next so, topic. So that's right move. So that that kind of segues in to a topic I've been thinking about the last week. We obviously run our own businesses mm. as I don't like the term one man bands because we're not, we're not really. We've got we've got a family around us. Yeah, and we've yeah. got a network, and we've got like a shared database and all this stuff. Um, but we're very different from the office setups. Yeah, self employed estate agents. So bespoke estate agents, bespoke estate agents, personal estate agents, whatever. But obviously, there are only so many hours in the day. Yeah, and then therefore only so many houses we can sell with the same level of service. Yeah, and I look around at other agents who are perhaps a bit ahead of myself, and I think, well, when I get to there, how do you branch out and how do you get bigger? Mm-hmm. How do you do that without not just coming full circle? and employing a negotiator and a sales progressor, and all of a sudden you're back to where you started Yeah. in an office setup. But then I thought about how in America they have teams. Mm. So you're on the Ryan Bloomfield team, yeah. you're on the Matt Barrel team. So well, that's, that's, the way, that's the way it will be, it'll eventually be. Like, not into like a pyramid scheme, but kind of. Mm. Like you've got the top agents who are, they're just turning away business because they physically don't have enough time. But if mm. they employ another self-employed estate agent working under their team 
similar to how you got into the business mm. and fed them stuff they can't deal with mm. and, st- and still taking a cut of it. That's how you scale up. So, and you have, because the thing for me about what we do is the accountability. Yeah. Which is just doesn't exist in any other model. No. So how do you keep that and still grow? I think that that exactly. exactly. Yeah, so you yeah. have people working un, underneath you. There's they are their own business. They're their own self-employed estate and they're running their own lives. But you're then taking obviously a percentage of what they're doing, as well as your own. That's how you scale up. The other the other easy thing is is you up your fees. Like if you're charging one and a half percent to sell a house, and you turn away business because you're too busy, then just start quoting one point seven five percent. Yeah, and and that. Going back to the right move conversation is what I think. Yeah. As a country and as an industry, we do so badly. We complain about right move going from twelve hundred to fourteen hundred. Yeah. But then every single corporate agent is like, you need to get your fee up from one percent to one point two. It's exactly the same. But agents aren't even doing that. I mean, no. there's a Facebook group thread which So showed me yesterday. Yeah. Of I'm about to sell my house, and agents quoted one point one five. Yeah. So one point one five percent including VAT. And the comments were like, oh, we use this person for 0.95. We use this person yeah. for 0.75. And I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's so little money. And people were saying, oh, well, make sure you haggle on the price because there's always wiggle room. It's like, yeah, it's just, as a whole, as an industry, I wish we would just complain less about right move and just collectively try and push fees up a bit more. But That's called a cartel, mate, and you can't do that. <laughs> I work for a company who got fined massively for that. So. <laughs> but whilst you're employed, you don't care. Yeah. Because whether you charge the client 2% and come back to the office a hero, yeah. which I'm sure no one really does, or whether you charge them 1.5% or 0.75%, because, oh, they weren't budging, and we have, I thought better for them to come on the market with us than someone else. Yeah. But, that, and that, but that's the whole thing with self-employed, your mindset change. It take, and it does take a long time. I still had that mindset nine months ago. Uh, sorry, three months ago, where I can't lose this business to that. I'd rather take it at a lower fee than lose it to that agent. And now I could, yeah. I give zero fucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I say I don't Mate, is that care. The swe- first, sorry, is that the first swear word? It's a noticeable swear word. I think it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and we're like fucking 20 minutes in. I've done it again. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Um, no, sorry. Yeah, I, I now I don't, I don't. You know, we're fortunate enough where our businesses have grown enough that we are okay mm. for a, you know three to six months, and we're fine, and it will yeah. just keep growing from there. But if an agent's quoted non point zero point eight percent, I lost, I lost one in not far from me. I quoted one, one and a quarter. I quoted three hundred twenty five grand house. Went on another agent, zero point eight percent at three three five. Three weeks later, it's reduced to three two five. And still not sold, and I'm like, well, you, well, like you've gone on for more money, and you've gone with them because they charged five hundred quid, six hundred quid less. <laughs> like it's a joke, and I didn't even want to argue. Would you go? Yeah. Would you go lower on your fee to one point two five? No, I won't, because uh, no, I won't, because it's not worth my time. You might, I'd much rather you go on with the other agent. <laughs> it's just because I, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. This is my fee. If you don't like, it, you don't like it. But then I still get upset when I see it come on the market. No, you do. But I, but you do. Your mindset changes, and I think that's the biggest, the biggest learning curve of going self-employed is, is to re. You almost have to rewire your brain. Mm. And I know, obviously, you haven't been an agent as long as I have, but fourteen years on the high street. Yeah. Solely focused on beating, not not doing right for the client, not doing right for the customer, 
beating the other estate agents. That is the focus. <laughs> you do not lose that business. And you do what you need to do to win it. Yeah. And to change that mindset, actually, I only want to deal with 10 clients every few months because that I, that's more than enough. If I, I complete on 15 transactions in a year, I'm happy. Yeah, you're chilling. Yeah, I think We're not 15, sorry, 25. But 25. Yeah, you know I mean, my, like, my go- like 36 transactions a year for me. Is that's like your goal, is it? Three a month. Um, yeah, that's, I, w- I wouldn't want to do any more than that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable. And we don't need to. The way the, the, the business is structured and the benefits yeah. you get from being self-employed, we want to do 120 grand this year. Yeah. You know, which is, that's the goal. April to April. Anyway. I think the, um, yeah, because I, I naively, when I got into the business, I saw how the other agents of the world the, operated. The poster boys. And I thought, well, this is great because I'm yeah. just going to like be honest with people. Yeah. And like, People will be really grateful for that. <laughs> it's like it's just not how it works. Yeah. Oh, Matt, we we loved you. I love your energy. I love your honesty. I love your enthusiasm. But the other agents half percent cheaper, so we signed up with them. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, like, thanks. Uh, people just believe what they want to believe, really, don't they? I think yeah. so. But the, yeah. I, and I, again, just to finish up this topic, that's fine because if mm. if in the state if, if if I sit down with like I never quote fees over the phone. I say, there's no point me quoting fees over the phone because I'm going to be higher than everyone else. Mm. So let me spend 45 minutes with you. I'll show you exactly what we do and all the benefits of it. If you don't see the value in what I do at the price I charge compared to someone else, then that's absolutely fine. And I will literally give you all the advice you need and wish you the best of luck with yourself. Mm. But I just need that time to speak to people because if we go and we tell them what we do and lay it all out and they still want to use someone else, A, we weren't good enough, or B, we didn't want to work with them anyway. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. If someone's so focused on the fee and doesn't care about the marketing or the personal contact or being able to WhatsApp me at nine o'clock at night and like, then I can message them back, taking all the stress out of the move. Mm. If they don't see the value in that, then that's cool. That's their loss, not mine. Yeah. And, it's, it's, and I feel bad for people who get stuck in transactions, stuck into long contracts, but... Yeah, the agents are the first one who start working on the move and they're the last ones to get paid. Mm. Yeah. Pe- people think about fee two times when they're signing a contract. Yeah, and when they're going to pay at the end. And when they get the invoice from the solicitor. So they're, it's never really three months. It's always four, four months. months. Yeah. yeah. You know, I had a transaction the other day that closed, which was nine months. And it didn't yeah. feel like that's just how long it took. Yeah. We're the first ones to start and last ones to get paid. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. There we go. Well, cool. we wanted to. I had a cool topic to talk about, but I think we're going to do a whole episode on that. Yeah, soon. let's do a whole lap. Let's keep these yeah. short and. We're, we're probably snappy. about twenty-five minutes. Do you ever, when you listen back to them, when when we call the time out, do you ever look at where the time is on the clock? I'm normally pretty accurate. I reckon we're about twenty-six minutes in at the moment. Okay, cool. Well, let's uh, let's let's quickly brief for later. Yes. So um, talking about relationships and obviously being personal estate agents, we have. You know, we went, you went networking this morning on my, on my behalf. Thank you for that. There's lots of business owners there. There's a solicitor there. There's so that, there's loads of people there we can work with, which is great. And having those trusted connections. We're not going to go into our trust with solicitors, but I feel like our working relationship with solicitors, the ones we use regularly, are brilliant. Mm-hmm. So we've been invited to a 20th anniversary of a solicitor opening. And we're hoping it's all expenses paid. We're not sure. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is as well. I'm not taking any money. <laughs> I am, but 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, a little trip down the River Thames. So they're picking us up from Caversham yeah. in North Reading. And we have a little three-hour pootle down the Thames on a boat with other... Who do you reckon is going to go? Other no solicitors idea. and estate agents. I have no idea, but they'd said on the email, looking forward to seeing you every Friday. I was like, yeah, networking. I got like, a personal call, actually, to be fair. Oh, you did? Yeah, James oh, called me. But this is interesting, and I and uh, this particular... Should we, we can name it, can't we? It doesn't matter, doesn't it? But yeah. 30, we've got 40, 40 subscribers. Harrison's solicitors, there we go. Um, so my 10 cases that are going through at the moment, James is on one of the sides on nine of them. Yeah. And powerful they're just they're just a good outfit and i'm still I, i'm bas- i've basically learned that you only work with local reputable firms yeah because when i started a business i had people reaching out to me on linkedin or wherever like oh we'd love to work with you we offer this we offer that and it all sounds great and then you do a deal mm. and i just started getting excuses from people like oh well this that it's like and, the, and I think the, the difference with us is we're not a big corporate outfit giving them 150, 200 cases a month. No. It's one or two cases a month. Yeah. And the treat, but they, I feel like Harrison's treat me, like I know, I know James, I've worked with him for years, he's done my own conveyancing. Right, yeah. So I know him really well. Um, but I feel, he just, like all of our messages start, hi mate. Yeah. Like, not hello, hello Mr. Westwood. Yeah, Hi mate, sirs. and he does, and he he does the same to me, mate. Just to let you know, this has done this, blah blah blah. Yeah. Or he replies back saying "tar" rather than "thank they, you for your information." Can't regard James Westwood. Yeah, and they they just they just a good outfit who who get yeah. things done. So that's good. Um, but it's I, good. I'm 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 looking forward to it. It's gonna be a good night, and also um, just shows building relationships really does work. Yeah. It's only sure. gonna bring us closer together. So when I speak, I'm going to have a chat with him about how he likes to work as well. Because now I've got quite a few cases. It's probably worth. Yeah, and for the client's sake as well. Because our, you know, our clients who we refer them to is all part of their experience, yeah. isn't it? So if a, if a solicitor has any issues with our client or yeah. our mutual client, then that reflects on us and vice versa. Absolutely does. Absolutely does. But yeah, should be good, mate. Should be a good one. Cool. Next topic, though. So next week, should we talk about... Um, People inviting other people on to viewings, and we talked about it very slightly. So, I, you know, for example, first-time buyers, they want a second view of property. They want to bring their mum and dad rounds, and the things that people do. Yeah, dads particularly. Let's do a whole episode next week. Episode. We we'll actually focus on it, and we'll do a bit of planning rather than just WhatsApp each other the day before saying, "Right, move chat." Yep, agency chat done. Cool. That's all. That's all the prep we do. But anyway, I'm. Getting out. I'm enjoying these podcasts as always. Yeah, I'm as well, mate. Right, cool. I'll do the close. Oh, you do the close. Cool. We can do the close. Ryan's going to do the close for you. Thank you (laughs) so much for listening or watching the Living Room Chat podcast. This has been episode 23. I'm still Ryan. He's still Matt. And we'll be back next week for number 24. Peace out. Ciao for now. (laughs) 